2: Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I get the honor tonight to launch a new show, expose you all to some wonderful men that I know, Coach Rutger and Coach Gerald Richardson. I'm excited about that. We know cross country. We have a great um, guest tonight, Coach Lisa Morgan Richmond. We'll get her in in just a moment. But let me welcome in Coach Rutger and Coach Richardson. Gentlemen, how are you all doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. How about you, Princess?
2: Doing really good. Doing really good. I appreciate you all doing this. This is going to be neat. We kind of launched this and started this with We Know Track and Feel with um, a, a group of, of men that have just been powerful on Never Had It So Good. So here we are, We Know um, Cross Country. Let me welcome in Coach Lisa Morgan. How are you?
3: Hi, how are you?
2: Doing really good. Doing really good. Yes. So before we get started getting to know um, Coach Lisa, I want to ask all of you all about Shakira Richardson and her success at World um, and Field in Budapest, Hungary, and just the turnaround from two years ago, and where she is now, um, and getting the gold medal in, in the 100. And Coach Lisa, I'm going to start with you from a female's perspective. It's good to see her turn this around and, and just kind of be quiet, refocus, and here she is, a gold medal winner and the fastest woman in the world right now.
3: Your thoughts? Absolutely. And I'm going to first say to God be the glory because that's what it did to turn her life around. Um, She got back. She refocused. She stayed prayed up. She just, you know, you had to, you have to step back and look at it and know. And she got her team right. Know who is on your side and who's not and, and get it back together. And I'm super, super, super happy for her um her her team and you know what she had to do to refocus to get it because it was a rough road you know and when yeah. you're down and out and you have people just lashing out and everybody has an opinion um mm-hmm. <laughs> and whether it matters or not but she got close to the right one and it's a good lord that brought her through and, and and the talent that he gave her to do it so it's a she's she's got the double win which she got out there so with that 4-by-1 yeah. and that 100 that, that and, you know, coming back and, you know, now, now she's getting all the glory. So as long now as she just continues more. to stay, yeah, and she stays humble, you know, Paris will be even
2: better. It sure will. Um, and I think she brought home the bronze in the 200. Um, but, Coach, Richardson, your thoughts about, you know, they her if she was back and she says, I'm not back, I'm better. Um, and they even tried to, you know, ask her about Jamaicans. Do they think? Um, do you think they know your name now? And she says, you know, I or that. Do they have your respect? She says, I respect myself. So she stayed really focused yeah. and, and and gave the right answers. Coach Richardson, and then Coach Rucker, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think uh, like we had talked about on a previous show uh, during the USA Track uh, Championships and how she didn't make it out of the rounds. Um, sometimes you know we can we can talk the talk, uh, and we don't walk the walk. And I think she humbled herself and said, you know, I can't talk this talk if I'm not walking the walk. And like Coach Morgan said, you know, she she certainly went back to her camp, got things right. However, she saw fit, and she came out and she took care of business. The talent was never an issue with her. It was just her focus and her ability to execute her races and her race plan as they did in practice. So I'm happy for her. Uh, I'm excited to see what she's going to do um, now that she's got that target on her back. You know, sometimes that pressure That's is right. a little bit more when you have that target on your back. Uh, so that focus has to be razor sharp moving into Paris. And I think if she keeps the same focus, she will be as uh, successful.
2: Yeah. Coach, are your thoughts, you know, that focus does have to be razor sharp. Obviously, God-given talent, but she's still got to focus. And, and and keep that success consistent. Your thoughts?
0: Yes, and, and, and again you support people, you support staff. That's extremely important. I was talking to one of my former athletes about it and he had mentioned to me and I kinda forgotten about this. You gotta remember, she's a young lady, she's a young person. She's I think yeah. twenty one years old and he was telling me he was talking about his experience that at nineteen and twenty twenty one. I was a little brash, and I didn't know uh-huh. what I was doing. And he said that he he felt I kind of believe too that she's matured. So, yeah. know, she's starting to learn, and there is a lot of pressure on you know. And, and my athlete said to me, I was, I wouldn't have said some of the things. I you know I <laughs> said it at twenty and twenty one, and now he's coaching you know youth program, so he's kind of seen it from both sides. You know. There you so, go. It's maturity and having and surrounding yourself with good people. And I think that's the key go. to all
4: your success.
2: Yeah, you know, 21, that means when all of this kind of went down two years ago, she was barely 19. You're correct, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> we didn't all make good decisions at that age either. Gentlemen, Coach Rucker, Coach Richardson, I'm going to turn this over to you, Coach Morgan. You all get to know each other now, and we'll run a commercial about 30 minutes after. Gentlemen.
1: Okay. Thank you, Princess. And uh Coach Ruck, I wanna thank you for uh being my wingman as always, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh and just to share your thoughts and, and your experiences. But Coach Morgan, before we jump into this real real quickly here, I'm so excited that you uh accepted my offer to be on the the kickoff show tonight. And uh I don't know how far back did we go? Two thousand five, two thousand three? We've been we've been battling against each other for a long time. But uh oh, I just want to, how about it? has been a while, huh? <laughs> uh, before we get really, uh, we dive too far into this, I want the listeners to know a little bit about you and just tell them a little bit how it all began for you as a runner and also as a coach.
3: Oh, wow. That's a long story, Gerald. We don't have that time. How <laughs> Esther?
1: <Well>, we <laughs> you know, it started it, you,
3: for you. me. It started for me at four years old. So. Okay. But, uh, oh, I didn't know, I, know that. You didn't know, yeah, I was an age grouper, age grouper, yeah. Uh, yeah, my father, you know my 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 brothers sisters, I had my I had the whole Morgan family in the track and field um arena, um, but literally watching my brother, who ended up running for um Tennessee on a on mm-hmm. a football scholarship, interim football scholarship, ended up on a track scholarship, but literally, my father started us out. Um, and so just watching him alone, um, going to track meets with him, you know, when they had those little things, they put me out there too. So um, mm-hmm. that, that started. But um, from running on to um, um, a, 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 good, a good high school career, um, it, it, it paid my way to, to school, to actually two schools. I, I first decided to go to the University of Virginia, I mean, not University of Virginia, that's the way I wanted to go, was offer a the scholarship there, and God rest her soul, Dr. Um, Craddock rescinded my offer because a girl ran faster than me, yelling McBride, I will never forget it. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, so I got 80%, and so I was like, I can't take that. So I had other 100% offers up. I went to Virginia Tech and then didn't like it there, transferred to, University of Kentucky, where um, I spent the rest of my career there and and had a great time. So um, from there into coaching, right after that, from Kentucky into coaching, full circle, right at Columbia with Len Claypack, the legend himself. (laughs) I was his assistant out of college. Can you believe that? Did you know that, Jerry?
1: I did not know that.
3: Yeah, I was his his assistant. So when I say full circle from Columbia, I really did a full circle um, yeah. at Columbia um, as as his assistant, and then um, went on to coach at Seton Hall University, and then uh, from Seton Hall back to high, back to uh, as a stay at home mom. I did a few years as a stay at home mom, and three years as a stay at home mom. And then got back on the scene back at Columbia. I took over the the head coach job um, in 2008.
4: Okay, yeah.
3: um, But I was assisting them. Mm -hmm. And uh, then then to, uh, it's a lot. Uh, Then from Columbia, starting the program at Bloomfield College, brand-new track and field program in 2016. From there, the Lord had me go, and i tell you the Lord, because it was a fast that I did, a nine-day fast. Three days later, Daryl Anderson at TCU, the head coach there, called me up and was like, I need a coach. And I was like, Lord, are you serious? And I asked him to make it make sense to move my family to Texas, and he did. And I guess the Lord had a different plan plan, because I was there for about three years until COVID. You know, after getting that job, COVID hit. My family couldn't come, so I did three years in Texas by myself, and then NJIT opened up. And I put in my app, and Jason Munch brought me home. So now I'm back at NJIT, assistant coach there, um, coaching cross country and track and field, and loving it. And glad to be back home in New Jersey.
1: Well, that's an amazing story, and, and I appreciate you for sharing that with us all. Um, but I want to I want to dig right into this right now because we're talking about cross country, and yes. uh, I know you, I know you have a, a world of, of welfare. So um, there may be some first-time listeners on the show or maybe even some first-time coaches. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about your training program from uh, June to August before your athletes return to school into your August or September from a cross-country standpoint?
3: Oh, yeah, from cross-country it's the deepest, And it's how deep you go into it. For me, health is wealth. So I really want them healthy, but to really run good cross country, you know you have to build your base. And it's all about a foundation, the foundation that you set. You want to build your a solid foundation because most cross country athletes are going three seasons, both so cross country, indoor, and outdoor. So that base starts, um, whether it's that one that's seriously focused on cross country, and they want to have a killer cross-country season and that's what they want to do, I look at it as, okay, and you start, you know, June and you really build that base up, you know, your distance and it's gradual. A lot of people uh, tend to like flam on the mileage. You have to just gradually do it, you know, and just, I'm just, you know, theoretically speaking, I'm saying a mile one week, then move up to two miles, then move up to three miles. But or even if you want to do it by time to run, 20 minutes and 30 minutes and 40 minutes, you have the entire summer over eight weeks to prepare and build up the distance. for. So for me, it's um, a base, a good solid base. And also, um, I'm, I'm a believer, my philosophy is the strongest and the fastest wins. So within that, you get that speed, you build that speed in there with 30-second runs, 15-second um, runs. And most importantly, hills. Hills pay the bills. So <laughs> I'm gradually putting in hills every week. And as it builds, it builds more and more, you know, 15-second hill run, a 10-second hill run, up to a 45-second hill run, and then different grades. The grades change as you develop. But it's a matter of being patient. Build up your, your mileage, your base mileage, your speed, you know, by your turnover runs, and then um, your hills. And stretching and core, making sure your posture is right. I do a lot of drills in the, um, that, that, um, that summer time, you know, working on your posture because that's super important too, um, foot placement, how they run, even as a cross-country runner, you know. And, 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 you know, people say that sprinting is technically sound. Running itself is being technically sound. Posture, posture, posture is super important. Hip mobility, hip flexibility is super important. And it's important mm-hmm. because our hip is the center of our body. So, um, i got
0: a question. Not this, yes. And I hate to interrupt you. And I, and I love that's where already, you're going. Uh-huh. Do you videotape your, your cross-country runners when they're doing various drills or to kind of work on that posture or point it out to them that maybe your arms aren't where they should be?
3: You, Absolutely, yes, absolutely, okay. absolutely. That's why I got 256 gigs on my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. That's the way you're
3: gonna
1: show them, you know. But yes, yeah. yes, we do. That's so you 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 uh you mentioned uh, heels pay the bills, and I I want to ask another question, uh, maybe for some of our listeners, and maybe some other beliefs. So is it your belief that uh, mileage per week should be high or less best, and or do you believe uh, if you do more that makes you stronger? So what are your thoughts about that versus a high school uh, athlete or a collegiate athlete?
3: Okay. Either way, for me, I'm saying, Coach Lisa Morgan, I am not a high-mileage coach, and I let everyone know that any athlete that comes – from on with me, I'm not your high-mileage coach. I've gotten it done with low mileage, right, Mm -hmm. the proper rest and recovery and just the proper training plan to uh, get them there. And I have had success with all of my athletes getting better minute PRs, 30-second PRs, you know, two-minute PRs. Okay, I'm
1: going to zero you in. Coach okay. Morgan, I'm gonna I'm gonna zero you in. For a high school athlete, what would be okay. your your high school mileage per week versus your collegiate athlete per week? I'm gonna take it here
3: too. Now it depends on the individual. But for a high school it depends on the individual, definitely. Mm-hmm. But for a high school when I coached high school, when I coached high school I was low. I was literally probably about forty Maybe my, my longest one did maybe 50, if I can, to think about it. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. but I was low. I was low, 30. I had some 25-mile-a-week um, people, too, okay. because, you know, that's a 5K. They're running three miles, right?
4: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, you know, and, and it depends. You know, my, my forte was 400, 800, so my 800 runners, you know, ran, um, ran, cross country. You
1: yeah, know, everybody.
3: My quarter mile was ran cross country when I coached at Seton Hall. My mm-hmm. four hundred, eight hundred, two hundred. My sprinters ran cross country.
4: Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. throw
3: out a big, big name of a, of a a sprinter that ran cross country. Kevin Lyle, the father of Noah Lyle. Remember Lyles. him? Ran, yeah. Him?
4: Yeah, ran I, I, cross I, well,
3: country. And the year that he ran cross-country, 44, and that 400, (laughs) 45 was the best thing coming out. Look
0: up his uh, stats.
3: Ran cross-country.
0: I didn't realize that, and Coach Richardson, I think you and I had talked about this before. Uh, Coach Morgan, I met you at Seton Hall when you were coaching at at Seton Hall. And Kevin Lyles, I know a lot about him. Because I had an athlete that ran against Kevin when they were both in high school together, but I really mm-hmm. like your approach to what works for you. Because I, you know, I have some friends that are cross country coaches, and a lot of them believe in mileage. But I also have some friends that believe in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. you know, you work with your athletes and what you have, and I know some of those guys said the same words that you just said. We might do 40 or 50 a week. And that's enough for my guy. Yeah. And and then ultimately I think it comes down the proof is in the pudding. You you gotta go with what you believe in and what works for you.
1: Absolutely. And I respect that. Yeah, I, I think I think a little bit I think a little bit has to do with the uh the speed element that athlete brings to that mileage or that, that low mileage as well too. You know, some kids uh don't need that heavy mileage, but they got the foot speed to uh, overcompensate for that uh, lack of mileage as well. Okay, Rocky, got a question for Coach? Yeah, I,
0: I like what you were saying about the the training. All right, now I'm just thinking. and We have a lot to cover, I believe, but if you have a meet, all right, now your summer is kind of coming to an end, and you're getting ready and now it's August, September. When would you have your first meet, and then how do you approach, how do you get your athletes ready for their first meet? What kind of workouts, or what are you thinking? What's your plan to get them ready for the first big meet? Or so? All right.
3: So I'm thinking towards championship season. Mm-hmm. The meets, some of my first meets, we're training through anyway. You know, they come back, and you find out, Who's done your workouts, you find out who's in shape, mm-hmm. who did what you know that 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 tells it, and I do mine with a little tundra
4: mm-hmm. so
3: um and you know the build of it is for me it's it's conference, it's regional um, mm-hmm. so those things, so you know um for high school, you know you're looking at sectionals, you're looking at states um so all of those. Other meets are just things you check off, you know. Um, and there mm-hmm. are some, you know, people look at, you know. I know that for for us, we look at Lehigh. My kids like to run great at Lehigh and you know run well on certain courses. But for mm-hmm. me, the end game is is the championship season because that's all that really matters. Right. When you when you when you really get down to it, that's all that really matters. You know, look at you know looking at track, no one cares that you. You won pre-Fontaine, They said that you won world championships. At the end of the day, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, um, so for I'm, I'm in terms of that and getting them ready. Some of my my training, um, some of my training in the beginning, I'm training through. There are certain races that we are working through. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to taper them off. You know, now let them know. Hey, we have this workout, but we're gonna. You know, I want this hard workout. I may have a hard workout um, on, on Thursday before a Saturday meet because I'm training through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but with the other thing that I do do, you know, you have your long run, and mm-hmm. I, I have, I do the pool every week. So my kids are not running, you know, six days straight. You know, I, I'm, I'm a pool every week. It's Wednesday. Pool Wednesdays are our pool workouts. And I and I, I, constantly pool or bike, pool or bike. I don't want them constantly as much as I can get them from pounding on the ground. I try to mm-hmm. take them off grass, you know, the different terrains. And that's what cross-country is anyway. Different terrains, gravel, dirt, grass, anything earthy, you know, that, that we can get on. That's your true cross-country course. That's your true cross yeah. country course, but um yeah. So how I how I get into it, I I build up slow depending on the meet, and usually I mm-hmm. like to start out a meet with a lesser of a distance. So you know, we um you know if it, if there could be you know like a if normally we run five k's if there's a four k that we could do and then build that process that way too with with certain meets and certain meets that may you know have a flat course and then build mm-hmm. up to a hill to do a course and, you know, planning the season that way as well to prepare them and, and gradually get them ready.
0: Lisa, I, I really like that idea. And, and as you're talking, I'm thinking about, uh, Gerald and I both live in South Jersey, and the complaint sometimes, not the complaint, but there's not a lot of hills, you know, and, and I was going to ask a question, what do you do? If your area is pretty much flat, how do you – is there anything you can do to compensate for a hill or look for some inclines, I guess? If your area –
3: you said if your area is pretty much flat and you don't have Mm -hmm. hills? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, any type of resistance training that we can get done. That's why the bands that we have nowadays are excellent. Get those bands, any type of resistance. Get a sled. Pull a sled.
4: Right you know, okay. any type
3: of resistance training they could do, running the sand,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know. Um, so, hills are just resistance. So, any, if you don't have a lot of hills, any type of resistance running, I would say, um, that you could do stairs. There's stairs. There's stairs yeah. everywhere. So, that's, you know, that's what you have. Stadiums. Every school has some type of stadium. I mean, they're not as steep, but... Um, the, the the hills are just resistant, and everybody has a treadmill, or treadmills are accessible too. Not everyone has one, but they're accessible at the gym. Get on the treadmill, because I had some great treadmill workouts that are awesome too.
0: Lisa, I like all these things, and, and I'm going to date myself a little bit now. I actually coached <laughs> across country uh-huh. two years way back in 1980 and 81.
4: And I, wow. started coaching. Okay.
0: I started coaching in 78. I'm a little older than okay. you, Jill. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I started just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But I started coaching girls uh, cross country, 81 and 82. And I didn't uh-huh. know anything about cross country running. And uh-huh. the coach that I worked with was, was very good. But I'll tell you this, and I've always said this, by coaching cross-country, it made me a better coach because I was a sprint coach, basically.
4: Uh-huh, but coaching uh-huh.
0: cross-country gave me a completely different perspective about training and just getting prepared for races. I'll be honest with you. and I've said this many times. During a sprint track meeting, they ran a 3,200. I would go get a sandwich, get something to
3: eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because...
0: Yeah, I used to that's think the,
3: that's you were boring. You
0: said boring. No, I, no, I wouldn't say boring, but that was my okay. chance, you, you know, to, to, to do something right. different. Then right. I realized those kids were working just as hard as anybody else,
1: and as Absolutely. I said,
0: it made me a better coach. And some of the things you're saying, I kind of instituted, you know, throughout my years of coaching. And I ended up coaching 25 years. And the changing the surfaces, varying the workouts and things. Yes. Thank you, Coach. Yes. You, you made me feel like I was kind of on the right track. Yeah. Hey, listen, you're
3: a coach. You're, you are. You know, we we know. We, say, we we just second guess ourselves so much.
4: Mm-hmm. We
3: do. That's right. coaches, Like, ah,
1: you know. And we so, make
3: mistakes because I've made them. But go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know uh I was famous for uh always changing up my uh, my lineup on Coach Rucker and you know they hear him to hear him tell it, I uh I pulled the wool over his eyes but uh, uh they- yeah. <laughs> mom <Mama's> at <laughs> university.
4: Uh,
1: yeah. So um but yeah, we you know we, we make mistakes and we learn from them and I wanna mm-hmm. revisit um Coach Morgan, you talked about uh, training through some of the, the races. And mm-hmm. be a little bit more uh, specific when you talk about that. I mean, I understand what you mean. I'm sure Coach Rucker understands. But some yes, of our I listeners do. may not have an idea what you refer to by training through uh, a race. Um, so go ahead and be a okay. little bit more. Uh,
3: so, so for me, uh, in, in terms of uh, workouts and things, so, i would my my week would look like if i were training if i had a meet say on a saturday right i may do that monday workout a hard workout and and i may come back thursday and do a hard workout with one day rest and then they race whereas some people would um you know lessen the lessen the time you know um put less mileage in, or uh, lessen the intensity, I would say, of a workout. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if it's a meet that I'm training through, I'm going to keep in the intensity. I may even um, make it a bit more intense, right? And um, and that, that intense workout could come on a Wednesday where it's just a really tough workout, and I may do like a recovery run and then off the day of a Friday, uh, uh, off on Friday, for the day of a meet, but I have really taxed them, and then I want to see what their recovery is like and how they race on somewhat taxed legs, just okay. to build that threshold, um, that threshold right. of, of, of of pain, and just taking them a little deeper into that workout. So that's what I mean in in um, in training through. Whereas if it's a work, if it's a meet-, meet that I'm concentrating on. That week may be that week may be a lot less there may be uh I may just do some runs and then I may just do some light turnover things and you know I may not have hill i may, I may take away the hills where if I'm training through a meet, you're on those yeah. hills we're working and the you know the intensity is there because I'm working for two weeks down the road or three weeks yeah. down the road,
4: and where yeah.
3: That, that workout that we do this week pay dividends four weeks from now or three weeks from now, and
1: right. that's
3: where it becomes important.
1: Okay. Good, good, uh,
3: yes.
1: good point there. I appreciate that. And how, okay. how, much te- how much technology, I know you mentioned you got all the, the bikes on your, can- on your phone. Uh, how, much, mm-hmm. how much technology do you use with your athletes um, and how much do you kind of go through that technology with them?
3: Well, man, the athletes are more technologically sound than I am. to be quite that's honest with right. all the and everything that they have. Um, so, you know, you can watch more. I don't use – I'm i I'm old school, too, Fred and, and yeah. Gerald. You know that. I'm old school, too. So, but, you know, recording, when you can see what you're looking like when you're running, is it, it's like, oh, that's what you mean. Because we all do – even – Sometimes right. when I'm demonstrating, you know, you 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 think it feels right, but then sometimes my hips are torqued, and I was like, Oh, that's what I look like," you know what I mean? <laughs> <And> so <laughs> it's like, "Ooh, that was wrong," you know. Uh-huh. So you catch. So you know, I w- I will say that um that's where that that camera work, you know, um comes in. You know, and the phone. You pull out your phone and you look and and you. You know, and, and you get kids. Now, I I got to say, I can't be the one recording all the time. We get kids on our team to mm-hmm. um, record, but when you play that back and you scene and, and they can say, "Oh, that's okay. I see. That's what I did." Then, then they can even correct it, and then when you show them how to correct it, it's, it's even better. Right,
4: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Coach Russ, You got another question? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I'm, I'm
0: interested. Again, I guess we're looking at – I don't know if it's different for a high school or a college season, but as you go into the season, one of the things that I like, you said you kind of train through meets and you pretty much focus on your regionals and sectionals and all that kind of thing. I mean, do you plan your season into parts, or is it um, you just train through meets and that you know that six weeks from now we're going to have the conference championship? So so I guess my question is are you constantly training for that conference championship or, or whatever?
3: The answer to answer that, it's it's different. i I do a little a little differently, but I sometimes like so sometimes I'll go three weeks on, one week recovery. You can do it that way. So okay. it's all in how you break it down your periodization. You know, your cycle. Your cycle right. for okay. training. So I could go three Three weeks hard, we are working this, one week, and then we have this. all in how I want to um, peak them and where I want them to peak and where I want them to run fast. And then for some of them, it's what they have going towards indoor season as well. You know what I mean? Okay. So everybody's yeah. different. That's what I was talking about, those, those solid ones that, you know, I have my, my 5,000, 10,000 guys who, you know, cross. You know, it's, it's all cross. Country that, and and you have that group, and you can have some eight hundred meter people that are just using it to condition themselves. Where we just right. use it, conditions you know to build up a good solid race base and, and you know have a team as well. Um, and um, you know, and and it just depends on, like I said, the athlete, and that's why you know coaching is while while it's a team sport, it's individualized too because everybody's yeah. not the same. You may get yeah. athletes that, you know, can cover in a, recover in a 24-hour period. You may get an athlete that it takes them 72 hours to recover from a workout. Yeah. You just have to know your personnel, what you're dealing with, and say, mm, this one, this workout doesn't work. So then sometimes, like if I'm doing, you know, your mile repeats or your repeats or your workouts, some people will have four, some may only have two depending on what they can handle. And so that's what you have to do as a coach to to really know your personnel and how they will recover and what works best for them. And that's super important. And so that's the attention to detail that you have to have when planning your workouts. And what's super important is pace at the rate that you train your athletes. A lot of people train at the wrong pace.
4: Yeah. For that.
3: You know, and that's super important. That's something that we have to look at
1: in training. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit more?
3: Um, okay. Just just say you're doing four hundred repeats, right? Um some people can handle let's just I'm just throwing out numbers. Eight four hundred at at eighty seconds with a minute rest. Mm -hmm. Some will be able to handle – some can handle um, eight with 30 seconds rest. Some may only be able to handle eight and need two or three minutes rest. It depends, Mm -hmm. and that pace is important. So at that pace, depending on what you're trying to get out of the workout, you either have to lengthen the rest or you shorten the rest or you shorten the time, the rest, the, um, the, the, the pace. So you make the pace faster, depending, you know, depending on what you're trying to get out of the workout. And so what happens sometimes is sometimes these paces are set so fast because you know you get athletes trying to. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if you don't have these uh, athletes grouped in the right packs, you get people like at 95 training at 95 percent when you when the workout only called for 70 percent energy to be used.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Depending on who they're with, does that make sense?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so
3: goes- you know, pacing is is super important as well, and and what what pace you have for each individual is 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 super important. Now,
0: Lisa, I, I'm gonna have, ask an old school question. Mm-hmm. I used to use this computerized running tables book. Is that man? man. man.
4: Hey, the, the
3: William, the William Chase calculator. That's my <laughs> friend. <laughs> oh
4: God! Go ahead, go
3: ahead. The William, and then there's this thick book. There's a book I have it. Oh my gosh, they don't even write it anymore, and and it's so old. And I borrowed mine from a friend that I have to get, but I have had that thing is being held together by rubber bands but the weighty (laughs) pace calculator is is my friend this little slide thing and it tells you if you want to run 800 at this pace then you have to run your 400 and it it, it tells you and and there's your technical because it's now they're on your phone people have it you can do it
0: okay I don't know how to
3: do it on my phone I carry my handy dandy pace calculator because I'm old school but yeah. They they do have those now. Um, it's digital, and people are so good with math. I, you know, I'm at an engineering school. I'm like, hey, what's the pace for this? They can rattle off that like nothing. <laughs> <school.
4: Okay. laughs> I, I, uh,
0: I don't feel so bad, but I use that. Uh, it's computerized running tables or whatever. And the thing that I found, I couldn't follow it 100%. Because it goes back mm-hmm. to what you said all along. You have to know your kids. Yep. right. You, you know, and then I I would adjust it to my kids. I can't remember any of the time, but let's say if we're doing repeat 200s and to run at 90% efficiency or whatever, let's say 75% efficiency. The kid had to mm-hmm. run 23. My kids couldn't run 23 all out for it, one race.
3: It, it, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you you get that. So you have to learn you have to know how to make that adjustment for that right. particular kid or that group. So where's right. their energy system, what energy system are you training? Aerobic, mm-hmm. you know, elastic, right. you know what I mean? So Yeah. It it's it's, uh, it's I, all important and it matters. It matters.
1: And and I think another old school uh trick is the uh the eye test. You're looking at a kid running, yeah. and you can say, "Hey, you can't handle this workout. You need to go to another oh. event group,
4: so that mm-hmm. you can
1: run more efficiently and have uh, an energy system that you can handle." Because right now um, you're, you're you're going at ninety percent while they're going at at seventy five percent. So uh, you're absolutely. working you're working harder than you need to work to be effective for race day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that, and, and you know.
3: One of the things I used to do, you know, you know, you have your group, you know, mm-hmm. you name it, anything, gold, silver, bronze. You're in the bronze group, okay? You graduate, and it gives kids <laughs> something to rant. Ooh, I'm in, the, I'm in the bronze. Okay, I'm in the silver group. You know, they start to get amped up and like, okay, I'm getting better. You know, you have to give kids nowadays, um, you know, like a rewarding system, you know, yeah. and it gives it, it inspires some some type of inspiration It just. The key though is patience and knowing that if they just stay patient
4: mm-hmm. patient,
3: patient, patient. It's like the, the the distance runner that kicks too soon or goes with five laps to go and they all they had to do was just sit for two more laps. They would be in the middle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that all plays out in your your workouts.
1: Yeah. At least I got a I got a secret I gotta tell you though. I, I have a group and uh, mm-hmm. for my cross-country group, I call them the cross-country and things. So they're the thing group. the thing group. And, so, uh,
3: the group. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: and the, most of the cross-country kids want to know what the things are doing, you know. So, and uh, I made a T-shirt, Coach Rucker, I saw him yesterday. We were at a, uh, a function. He had the cross-country and things. So it, it kind of uh, grew legs, and the kids have fun with it. They want to know what the thing group was doing instead of the cross-country group. So. <laughs>
4: That it was it fun. was it That's was fun cool.
1: we we have but like you said you gotta have fun with it, and you gotta make it uh this is a sport where you're gonna run a lot and you you're gonna be out there for hours and you know you're gonna have a lot or a minimum rest, so you know that laughter is is a is a good break for those kids who are running all the time and uh mm-hmm. so what kind of things would you do to break up the monotony of cross country uh say on a hard workout or or a recovery run what kind of things would you kind of do to because I tell jokes. That's my thing I do. I tell jokes. and They hate my jokes, but I like them. And they've been around for a I long time.
3: Them. Man, I tell jokes, too. I tell jokes, yeah. too. And I like to have fun. You know, yeah. because I want to keep this sport fun. But yeah. especially you can't feel like a job. You know, you have to enjoy it. Because sometimes you don't want to come to practice, nor do you want to do the workout. But like right. you have to. You know it's what we have to do. Sometimes I don't wanna be there to come to work out. But we have to. Right? right. So you know, you, you have fun with it. I like I like, um I like games. I like playing mm-hmm. chase games. You okay. know, because 'cause they're working and they don't even realize they're working.
4: Um, right.
3: when you when you do those things. You know. Um Giving handicaps to certain athletes and seeing if one can catch the other, and you get a lot out of that. Right. Um, when you're
1: my you know, kids like playing, they like playing tag after practice. Bags, I let them go play. I let them go play yep. tag. Tag <laughs> chase
3: chase was a big one of uh, my things. You line those four cones up, put one team at the other end, and you know everybody loves a relay. So, oh yeah, eight hundred mm-hmm. relay is is you know. Teams, that that's always a um, a fun way to get some eight hundred repeats in on the fly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Putting teams together,
4: so
3: those are so some of the fun I, things.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to go back, uh, and you answered a question that I didn't ask yet. And I talked about I was going to ask you about how important is rest and recovery after a hard day's workout, um, and you talked about the pool and the bike. So what exactly do those things look like? Are they on a the bike for a certain amount of time or in the pool doing, you know, uh, dynamic stuff in the pool? So what does that look like for you?
3: Oh, man, it's a, it's a lot. Um, so sometimes rest is a workout, okay? Mm-hmm. And I let my kids know that. Rest is a workout. Sometimes their rest is absolutely nothing. I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to ride a bike. I don't want you to go – in the pool. Your body needs to rest and they have to remember that rest is the workout. Right? Okay? Then there's the recovery part. Active recovery. That's riding the bike. And so that could be we um that could be we have these nice kinds of bikes where, you know, you know the um how far that the resistance levels and all of those things that you need to take up. Um but sometimes that could be a 50-minute bike, it could be a 30-minute bike, it could be a 20-minute bike. Depending, it could be a workout of three minutes on, two minutes off. You know, it could be a fartlek, you know, on there in that in that recovery. But it is a recovery. There's no pounding in terms of the mm-hmm. pool. It could uh, um, swim. So those that really know how to swim, sometimes my warm up is a 400-meter. Uh, every, every stroke, you have to do every stroke, um, in the pool for the warm-up. And then I do relays with that. I break the teams up and, you know, swim down and back, uh, to running. And then it also does consist of the different drills, drills in the pool, running, you know, high knees. Um, but everything's off the water, not touching. So when they're doing those knees, uh, and, Uh, Fast feet, their elbows are on the sides, and they're going up and down, up and down, up and down, Um, and and the different drills that they that they get in there, and then sometimes depending on how they're feeling, it's just a swim. You need you have to swim in there for 45 minutes, and then it could be a fartlek with that too. Three minutes on, okay, 90 seconds rest, two minutes, 90 seconds rest, one minute, depending on all different types of fartleks. That you can do, but you take a running workout and you put it together and you make it. Of um, uh, that's what you can do in the pool and on the bike. It depends. I just throw it in there like that.
0: I like it.
1: That's very good. I like that too. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe we got to get a pool, huh, Coach Rucker?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. Well, Coach Rich, with all the money you have, you can just have one put in by next week. Oh yeah, you're
4: right.
3: and i'll say the the belts the um blue belts the um the running belts where they run um mm-hmm. why am I? yeah the floating belts that uh, um, you know help to, to – they don't you know they're not flotation devices but they help to hold you up when you're just you know doing that run in the pool
1: and i'll i'll, I'll say this um do you believe that the the training aids that we have uh, currently and, and our our sports now is does it a greater um, advantage for our athletes or back when we were running we didn't have all these aids so does that have an impact on the your athletes at the collegiate level
3: all of the training i'm sorry what was your question the, the tra- tra- all, all all
1: the tra- all the training aids that we have available uh or that are accessible for kids today uh how important is that uh with your workouts or how important how important is that to use encompassing the running that you already do
3: um no it it it's important it's good especially if they use it but like I said i'm old school four minute mile was run a long time ago. We had some great <laughs> distance runners back in the day, your Martin mm-hmm. warriors, your frank shorters I mean they did it back then without all of those things on. Worst track, not the shoes that they have today,
4: mm-hmm. you
3: know. So I'll tell you what, good hard work ethic plays a big role in what mm-hmm. you want to do and a will and a desire yeah. to be a champion. And you know wh- who your champions are. You know who your champions are. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that, that are going to sacrifice the, 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 the TikTok and the, the phone surfing, you know, and go mm-hmm. to bed. Those are the ones that are going to drink their water and eat the proper food, staying away from the McDonald's and getting their vegetables and, you know, and and eating right and and getting the rest, putting their phones away, getting the proper rest that they need to recover and come back and do it all over again and sacrifice for the three months that it will take to win the championship that they're going for, run the time, that they want, they want to do. You know, the training aids are great, but can it do? That's why I love our sport. You don't need mm-hmm. that. Our sport doesn't mm-hmm. discriminate. You don't have to be any race, shape, size, or color. You don't even really need shoes because you can run barefoot, <laughs> but, but shoes are great. But yeah. Yeah. it
1: doesn't like.
3: discriminate. It's what yeah. you want to do.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief, too, that, um, yeah, the training aids are great, but like you said, uh, you still got to run your race. You still got to, you know, jump those hurdles. You still got to get over that, mm-hmm. that that bar. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where it, that, to me, and is you your, your training hill.
3: We're talking about cross country. You got to that hill. You got to yeah. go out and run. And and our sport, you you don't need all of those things: push ups, sit ups, body weight, body weight exercises. You don't need a weight room. You got monkey bars. You can go do pull-ups on a park, <laughs> a doorway. You can yeah. do bet You can use a, a table to do dips. You can get it all in. Nothing for push-ups and sit-ups, the basics. And right. you don't even need do hur- hurdles to do hurdle mobility. No. <laughs> you don't need it. Lift that knee up. Bring it over. Through. Step. You know. You just draw some lines. Throw some lines on the on the ground. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't need it. It's great to have. Not saying that, and it and it's awesome. But those who want it and those coaches that want it know how to make it work. That's
0: Coach Morgan, I, I've been retired from coaching for twenty three years, and I've mm-hmm. been officiating the last ten years or so. You've got me uh-huh. pumped up. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and here and here's my, one of the questions. That, I have to ask you this. Why should my son or daughter run for you? Because I'm excited. <laughs> I can't run anymore. But if I have a, an athlete listening, why should they run for you? I'm ready to run for you. I won't help you win
4: anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, I will give you 100% of me at all times. That's what you get from me. You get 100%, you get the truth. And, you know, I want to try to make everybody the best of them that they can be and believe in themselves and, and maximize their potential. That's it. We're in it, in it together. Let's make it happen, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, and, I, and I, I just
3: love our sport. I just love it.
1: Yeah. One one question I do have, like I know with the uh, college athletes, um, you know, their classes are on different days at different times. How do you manage mm-hmm. the training? Uh, for your college athletes, uh, do they get their individual training? and do they, Is it on them, or do they meet with you at a certain time after their classes and then you kind of monitor their oh, training? How does that look? Well, we
3: do. Well, well, we're blessed to have um, – um, to be able to schedule early, and I can set a training time and say we're going to be training between 8 and 10, so don't take your classes between this time and that time. Take classes mm-hmm. later. and. Hopefully I'm only getting a very small number that will have a conflict, and hopefully on just on that um on that one day you know what I mean hopefully it's not a lot of conflicts, but collegiately usually colleges are able to um allow their um, allow their student athletes to you know you can plan that you can plan those things ahead just like with high school. Right? This is yeah. right after school. You right know? after school,
4: you, right.
3: Um, yeah. Right after school. And those that are really dedicated, you want to do some morning runs, then, hey, we're meeting at the school at 6 o'clock. And <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> before,
3: before class, I get with your group because that's the part of cross country that it takes too. It takes double workout. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes you do have to double up. And sometimes it's good to split up those. Long, long, you know, some of those long runs are that mileage that you are trying to get in. If you're trying to get in 10, maybe go 7 and then 3. Maybe go 3 in the morning and 7 in the evening, wherever that time allows. Maybe you want to get, the, you know, the earlier part. Splitting those runs is always good. And always a better way, I say sometimes, you know, when you're going or you're on a 10-mile or a 9-mile, those last few miles can be junk. That's a way of, you know, not getting the junk. The junk mileage,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's key because a lot of people do get junk mileage mm-hmm.
1: in. That's all, Coach. So, oh, Got any more
3: questions?
0: Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I'm excited <laughs> about what you're saying, and, and I, Lisa, ever since I've known you, I know you have that passion and love for the sport. That's that's a given. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, from a parent perspective. Um, or actually, from your perspective, what are you looking for in your recruits? What kind of athlete are you looking for? What should parents be aware of when you're out there looking at different kids to come run for you on the collegiate level? Because we haven't even said anything about your international experience that you have in your background. But what do you look for in, in uh, you know, some of your recruits when you're recruiting an athlete? Um,
3: you know what? I look for those where I you know where I am right now. I look for those that are, are that are committed, that are um, that want an education. You know, it's, it's mm. school first at this level. It's school first. So, you know, you want to get a, a, a great education. Um, you want to those that are committed to the sport as well, I and mean, then you want to do well athletically too. You know, you want mm-hmm. to have a good, whether it's just, I want to have a good, solid collegiate career or those athletes that want to take it beyond that, you know, mm-hmm. because you do have those. Everybody is not going to be, everyone is not going to be a a pro athlete.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Everyone's not going to be a pro athlete. They're, they're going to, um, some people are just, you know, they're doing it – some athletes are just doing it for their parents. But I'm looking for that one that wants a great education and that wants to do well um, – that wants to do well athletically and see mm-hmm. how far that they could take their career.
4: Yeah.
0: I like that. That's good.
1: I, I like that very much. Okay. Coach Wreck, like, any more? You got, you got the – you have the,
0: yeah, you have the I'm mic. Go ahead. At, Go ahead. Yeah, I got it. Um, here, here's something else, Lisa. You've been involved okay. in coaching for a long for a long time. Any advice mm-hmm. for young coaches who might be listening tonight on the show?
3: Said, I'm sorry, Fred. Fred. So, Say it again. I'm
0: sorry. All right. Do you have any advice for some young coaches, whether they're high school coach or a young college coach? Anything you can help them out or encourage them, or just words of uh, advice
3: to keep them in the sport? Uh, and, I will say this, young coaches, don't be afraid to learn, and don't be afraid to ask questions. There, there is nothing. There is not a dumb question. I come from the school of Vince Lombardi, gentlemen. This is a football, and sometimes that's how. When I'm trying to learn something in track and field, like you can, it's okay. Speak to me like I don't know, don't assume that I know everything because I may not and, and and we don't none of us right. do. there's something that we learn all the time there are There are so many ways to get to the same goal. We all take different routes, right some mm-hmm. Some people's routes may be better, they may be quicker, you know mm-hmm. we don't know, so I would say for our young coaches like learn, ask questions, mm-hmm. watch, see, like ask someone, why do you do that or, you know, what does that mean? Hey, what do you think about this? Talk your ideas out with mm-hmm. with, with people. But, you know, um, the ones sometimes, young ones, and, and I, I feel like I was one of those. If I look back at my career, there are certain things that I wish that I had um that I had done differently. And those are the things I'm telling you, those are the things that I wish I had done, like just ask more and just didn't think mm-hmm. because I was a college, because I was a young college coach, you know what I mean? Just getting into it. And, you know, I had experience, but, man, there were some people that I was sitting at tables with that I just wish I had asked certain other questions, you know? And so ask those questions, learn and open up and, and just see, how someone else does something. If it works for you, it doesn't. There may be a nugget that you could take from it and add it to your bag of tricks that can make all the difference in the world so you never know.
0: I agree with you 1,000%. And I learned a lot from different coaches. And I learned through failure sometimes, too. Yes.
3: Ooh, that's the truth. And the failures are okay because that's what you're supposed to learn from. Like, yeah, right. ooh, why did I right. do that? Oh, man. Oh, I, I have some heartaches that are like, man, I messed that up. <laughs> you know, and then sometimes, you know, like people see, like, what I do, and I guess this is a blessing too, but, you know, I look back, guys, at some of the athletes that I had in some of my teams, I'm like, man, what would I have done differently? And there are some things that I would have done differently. And people are like, but you accomplished that. I'm like, no, you know how you, when you know, you know,
4: mm-hmm. it,
3: it, it's, it's good for them. And we, yeah, we accomplished this, but gosh, we were so much better if I yeah. had just done this. You know what I mean? was we like, right. man, mm-hmm. like Gerald should not have beat me in that state championship.
4: Why did you bring that
1: up? Why are you going to bring that
4: up?
1: (laughs) I I was trying to avoid that, but you had to bring it up. Oh, man. Great job!
4: great job.
1: Is that an
0: inside joke? Did I miss something on that? Or do you guys want to talk about that for a quick second?
1: Well, there's there's been many battles we had, Ruck, and I think we're running out of time for that. But uh we, we will certainly get uh Coach Morgan back on during the, the uh the track season to talk track and then that that's yeah. when we can bring it up. <laughs> okay. yeah. Is that a is that a, a Pinky Square, Coach Morgan? We'll do that that we'll is a Pinky
3: Square, I'll be back. I'll be All back. Right. That will be
1: fun. That'd be that be good to have you back. I've uh I will say this, I've I've totally enjoyed this hour. Uh, and I think we probably can go even longer, but um we are at the end of our show and I wanna thank you for uh being our our kickoff guests, and uh, we know cross country, and I think it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful segment uh, for the sports radio show here. Um, any closing thoughts that you may want to have? I'll give you thirty seconds, Coach Morgan, just for the listeners. Listen,
3: just for the listeners. I, listen, I tell you, I keep that first. Pray about it, believe it in your heart. You yes. do it. Follow your passion. Uh your second guess yourself, ask somebody else, like someone that you could trust, what you think and um mm-hmm. just just keep God first, that's what I say. Keep God first and pray about it, make it happen and do it with passion and love. And it'll be all right.
1: Beautiful word. All right.
0: Beautiful word. Right.
1: And I'm waiting for our our host to come back. Well, I'm I listening.
2: I just wanted <laughs> you all to, oh, okay. 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 To, to, to finish up. Coach Morgan, this has been powerful for me. I can't wait to get you back for doing the track and field season. You know, have a great, um, you know, uh, season yourself, and, and we look forward to having you back.
3: Oh, thank you. I, I, I welcome it. This has been really fun. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And thank awesome. you for thinking of me. Thank you. Thank you. That is Lisa morgan Richman. We had her on
2: tonight, and we will be back in a month. We're going to do this every fourth Sunday and um, as, as the season kicks off here with Gerald Rucker and also – I'm sorry, Gerald Richardson and Fred Rucker. I mixed up both of those names right there. Gentlemen, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lisa.
1: Thank you thank again, you. Lisa.
0: Lo- I learned a lot from
1: you
2: tonight.
3: Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I from you guys all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome.
2: Never had it so good. We'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. with um, Duck Riley and also Tim Moore. I am Princess Cooper with Drell Richardson and also Fred Rucker. We'll see you next time. Never had it so good.